Self-care is so important. Just like how you schedule doctor's appointments and meetings, you have to schedule time with yourself on an everyday basis. You've got to take the time to meditate. You've got to take the time to exercise. You've got to take the time to eat right, shop right, prep. Meal prep is so important because when you don't have time to meal prep, you're grabbing anything that comes in your way. This is the Angels of Latitude podcast, session number 188 with registered dietitian and nutritionist Samira Khan. This is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, you got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. everyone welcome back to the show i'm your host jc preston connector of amazing people and great ideas and with me as co-host in this session is ron kakiran creator of the stories of covid project and recent repeat tedx speaker of course this is the show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs experts athletes and artists so that you too can find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that's proud of so as we've been discussing this year uh, there's there's been plenty of side effects of the quarantine life of 2020, and a great one uh, is that many people are becoming more connected with their families and what they want out of life, and that's that's really a great thing, you know. However, one of the things that might not be so great is the minor to moderate weight gain many remote workers and creatives have gone through this year, and while some would call it the the quarantine 15. Others might have passed that specific milestone long ago. And now that we're heading straight into the holidays, there's probably more of a chance for us to gain weight uh, more than any time this past year. So this chat, I really don't think can be any more timely. And while Samira typically works with bariatric surgery patients, I think we can all learn something from her as creative entrepreneurs, especially if we're prone to wanting to work around the clock. In this conversation, Veronica, Samira, and I discuss some of the things us workaholics should consider when it comes to our overall health, specifically how we can become more self-aware in our own personal care, things to consider before and after bariatric surgery, and tips to utilize when we're shifting our carb intake habits. But before we get to that, I want to remind you guys of and cover your personal mission. And in this chat with Samira, we'll discuss how she gained an interest in health and nutrition early on in her life. And, you know, she's a really a great example of someone who's been able to follow their passion through the years and through that passion has found her purpose. However, many people don't follow their passion or purpose when it comes to their career. And typically speaking, many of those folks are unfulfilled when it comes to to what they're actually doing. And if you don't like what you do, there's a good chance that you're going to be part of the 71% of people who are always looking to change employers. So that said, maybe it's time to focus on your passion, purpose, and process so you can be fulfilled by how you're earning your profit. If that sounds like a good next step, then my free resource and cover your personal mission might be for you. If you want to create a business where you can exercise your own personal mission, then this guide is definitely for you. And in fact, 
In it, I walk you through the process of defining your own passion, purpose, and process. And once you have that information, it'll be much easier for you to plan your own mission to accomplish what only you can do in this world. And in fact, if you don't do this inventory of yourself, really any advice will sound like good advice, even if it puts you somewhere you have no interest in being when you actually get there. So if you want or need help finding your own three Ps, again, your passion, purpose, and process, you can grab this guide for free at newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Again, that's newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. As always, we'd love to hear from you on social media. All you have to do is tag us and let us know what you've learned from the discussion so far. And also be sure to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to the show on. Doing so will not only get you more involved in the conversation yourself, but it will help other people find the show. In fact, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'll be sure to read it in an upcoming session. And while you're at it, subscribe to the show as well. That way you'll be notified whenever a new episode is available. Also remember, if you need help in scaling your business, drop us a message at heyguys at newinceptions.com with any questions. Whether you need advice or a strategic introduction to other amazing people, we love to help our listeners in any way that we can. Show notes and show note extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 188. And as always, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, JC Preston, alongside Veronica, professional coach and creator of the Stories of COVID Project. Veronica, great as always to have you on. What is going on in your neck of the woods? Hi, JC. Yeah, you know there's never even a dull moment. So uh, I'm about to bring no, no. 100 interviews for Stories of COVID for my book, which is awesome and exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm seeing just this huge shift, which I'm sure you're seeing as well, where a lot of people have woken up and realized that maybe ha- working for somebody else and having their income be controlled by somebody else is not the most stable thing. Um, and so many entrepreneurs <laughs> and newpreneurs are interested in founding a business that I'm creating a mastermind in order to help uh, those people get started and get launched and get scaled. And it's called Scaling Lab. And so that's what I've been up to for the past month. It's been really exciting. Mm. Yeah. Did you just say new? Did you just call them newpreneurs? Newpreneurs. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. I'll go with that one. You know, typically, you know, in, in the circles, they're called entrepreneurs, but I, I like newpreneurs. I like I that. think That's it's cool. a little more polite to say newpreneurs because honestly, I believe that if somebody has an entrepreneurial idea or spirit, it's just a matter mm-hmm. of aligning with the right sources um, rather than, you know, entrepreneurs is like wannabe and it discounts their abilities. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's, that's good energy. So I'm, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to uh, seeing what comes out of your scaling lab and see some great things come of it and great people that maybe we can ha- eventually have on the show. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, getting into today's conversation real quick. Um, you know, for one, this is something that I've actually been looking forward to and because recently I wasn't even aware that I've been stressing out. And according to, to my stress coach, Kira, who we'll probably have on the show in a future session, I've been suffering from overactive adrenal glands Mm -hmm. and this comes from not paying attention to my stress. And, you know, frankly, you know, I've, I've always been labeled as one of those people that are unstressed, cool, calm and collected, you know, laid back. These are like all these things that label me. And I'm like, I can see that. But in the inside, right, internally, 
it, this it apparently hasn't been a thing, you know, and, and I didn't re- really realize that until Kira's like, you seem to be yawning a lot when we do our, our breathing exercises. And I'm like, and, uh. and she's like, yeah, you might want to might, might want to check that out. So not only that, but the thing with stress is not only do your adrenal glands go crazy, but uh, cortisol is released and can become rogue in our bodies and causing people to even gain weight from that's another side effect. So yawning. Yeah, that's not so bad. But gaining weight, that's definitely something that we want to think a little bit more about. And and of course, cortisol wreaks havoc on our hormones. And so you'll have all kinds of other issues as well. It's just no good. No, no. And I, again, something I'm not even that much that I don't have that much awareness about. And that's actually why we have Today's guest, Samira Khan, on, she can be found at localgal.com. That's spelled L-O-W-K-C-A-L-G-A-L.com. And uh, Samira, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And um, uh, let's see what we can do today. I'm really excited. And I wanted to just mention also, you were talking about the stress hormone, cortisol. Mm-hmm. And you are mm-hmm. so right. You know, cortisol just does go rogue, especially now with the COVID uh, situation. Everybody, there's a lot of stress, you know, between everybody and all, even my clients. You know, there's a lot of weight regain and people are gaining weight they're eating the wrong foods and mm. uh, it, it really adds up and uh, you know people need help and so it is so it's so difficult to manage cortisol which is also known as a stress hormone and like you said it's right. produced by the adrenal glands so whenever we are in, under pressure you know it it goes rogue so mm-hmm. you know you, you usually want to have like a healthy cortisol curve because you know the highest levels are usually in the morning but uh, usually they're low around 3 a.m. when you're sleeping and they peak around 8 a.m. But if you're not sleeping throughout the night because you're either, you know, you're stressed out or anxious, you wake up in the morning in a state of anxiety and you don't want that because everything mm. turns around, your energy crashes, you burn around mid-morning and you're eating the wrong foods. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure this is why they suggest meditating in the morning soon after you wake up. Correct. Yeah. So Samira, I am excited to have you here because I have my own journey on this, um, you know, cortisol, stress, hormone path, and we're going to really dig into it. On this show, I really like to start at the beginning because, you know, with entrepreneurship, oftentimes we see the accomplishments of fellow entrepreneurs, which can cause imposter syndrome for aspiring business owners and change makers, or as we just said, newpreneurs. And so I want to rewind a little bit first and look into what made you the Samira Khan of today. What was that first spark that drew your interest towards nutritional and physical health? Uh, Basically, it started off with me always being interested in like anti-aging and, you know, losing weight because during my childhood, I did have family members. My mom is overweight. My dad is overweight. So mm. we always had that issue growing up. And I grew up in India. So, you know, it was totally different there. The food, everything is totally different. And everything centers around meals. So nutrition was always like fascinating to me. So I got into it and I studied nutrition there. And then when I came to the US, I had to go through everything again through my schooling again, 
to mm. uh, to get back into the nutrition part of it. And I realized that this was something very, very important here. Everybody needed it. Everybody wants help. You know, they they every, wherever you go, everybody's like, what do I eat? How do I carbohydrate swap? You know, it's like an in thing. So I mm. always figured, like, let's get on with nutrition. And I help weight loss surgery patients, people who've gone through surgery. Remember, weight loss surgery is always the last resort because you want to try everything you can to help you lose weight. Mm-hmm, so, definitely. So but it seems I, like there's just so much misinformation. I'm not surprised that you're feeling like people really need support and help around their nutrition oh because God. it's like we can't seem to even just get the facts straight. Exactly. And they're so, they're so like, you know, everything out there, uh, like the news out there, it, one day eggs are good, the next day eggs are, eggs <laughs> are bad. So you don't even know yeah, what it's to all do very, and how to follow the what pop to follow. culture and like the get the headline. And now, as you said, we don't know what's what. Exactly. Here, here's a random question for you. Is uh, fish oil still bad for guys? You know what? Now they say it's okay. You know, like I said, every time it's different. It's it's so it's so confusing. People are so confused. They don't know what to do. And all these diets they go on. It's like diets don't work permanently. It's only a temporary fix, right? Mm-hmm. Clean mm-hmm. eating is what, you know, I'm into. Like, you know, mm-hmm. eating right and changing the way you think. It's it's like a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. Mm. And that, that brings up a good point because so something that I actually want to talk about here is that uh, work, uh, workaholics, right? They tend, tend to be, a lot of us tend to be obese. And I, th- I believe that the major reason, as I said in the monologue, is that many of us creatives think that if we're not working, we're wasting time. And not only can this cause uh, physical issues, but right. it can cause problems in relationships and oh, other parts of yeah, who we are. Definitely. And, you know. And again, personally, I've been learning a lot from my, my coach, Kira, as well as my physical therapist, Doug. And it's probably un, not a surprise to you that I have both of those kinds of people in my life. But, you know, I've felt like crap for the good part of a year, if not more. And it's mainly due to the fact that I wasn't aware of my own limits. Right. Right. Definitely. And like like JC is saying, burnout almost happened to me, too. Uh, the year that I sold my tech company. And so our listeners will remember, I sold my tech company, Green Cup Digital, in 2018. And the year before that, I didn't really tell anybody because I was in the stress cycle, which, you know, Samira, as you know, when you have high cortisol and you're in a stress cycle, it really is a cycle. So you're you're stressed and so you're on high alert. And so then because you're on high alert, you're finding all the things that are possibly wrong. And so then you become stressed. Absolutely. And it keeps going in a cycle. Well, I have post-traumatic stress disorder from a previous career in disaster relief. And so because of that high level of stress and spinning too many plates, I then crashed. And we all know uh, as entrepreneurs and change makers, we're working to build something that's more of a legacy. We have an idea of wanting to change the world, which absolutely can create more stress. I mean, it's more risky. There's less of a safety net to it because we're usually creating something new and long lasting. Right. Exactly. And so with entrepreneurs, they don't always realize that that's all going on and uh, it can lead to burnout, which is the worst thing when you're trying to create something long lasting. And you know, it's tough in the beginning because you know, you don't delegate anything. Mm -hmm. You do everything by yourself and, and it gets to a point where, you know, it's, you've got to spend a little bit to delegate. Exactly. Mm. That's true. So, so without something breaking for, for 
people are becoming like super obvious, like it did for me with my shoulder. For me. You know, how can someone, <laughs> right? How can someone actually realize that they might need to take care of themselves better? And how, how can they become even more aware of where they're currently at? Because you know what? People wait till they get those physical warning signs, which is too late. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to know yourself that you cannot put yourself on the back burner. Self-care is so important. Just like how you schedule doctor's appointments and meetings, you have to schedule time with yourself on an everyday basis. You've got to take the time to meditate. You've got to take the time to exercise. You've got to take the time to eat right, shop mm-hmm. right. Prep, meal prep is so important because when you don't have time to meal prep, you're grabbing anything that comes right. in your way. You just eat crap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you feel guilty about it at the end of the day, you know, and it doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. One of the things that I've tried to do in the past to help with that is like, you know, don't, when you go to the grocery store, don't go into the the inner, the inner aisles. Correct. <laughs> you know, and that's just the thing is that as marketers, a lot of people don't realize that you know, a lot of those boxes that are, have all the sugars in them, they actually make the colors of the box stick out to our reptilian brain so mm-hmm. that it draws our attention to be, you know, want to buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like all these different cereals and all oh these Oh my God, they're know. so good looking and, 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 you know, they attract you towards them. It's like such colorful, especially if you were shopping with the family or the kids and also never shop on an empty stomach. Yeah, You've got to make sure... You eat something before you walk into the food store. Right. Yeah. But our minds are designed to want to go for colorful food because actual food, not a food box, when it's colorful, represents a lot of vitamins and minerals. So they're playing on that. Yeah. Especially like vitamin C, like a green color, you know, all these colors, they really make a difference in. And also if it's as soon as the label says low fat, you're attracted to it, but you don't realize there's something else being substituted, which is not good for you, you know? Definitely. Right. Right. Well, that's, isn't that why they say that the, uh, the Amish are as thin as they are because one, their, their work includes physical movement, but at the same time, they have high fat, low sugar diets and, you know, so one of the other things that you, you mentioned is that the more weight people lose the less chance they have in actually keeping it off and i'm guessing that this is due to habit uh so and if so how can again going back to the whole workaholic thing take care of themselves better when they feel that they have all this responsibility to perform again you were saying that you know you have to take the time to plan this stuff out well the workaholic side is like yeah, that is time that I could be actually Working. doing work. Yeah, exactly. So it's the future of being present. What does that mean? Mindless eating, right? It's like you mm-hmm. don't even realize what you're doing because you're having your lunch while you're at work on the computer. You have no idea what's going in because you're more, you know, you're more into what you're doing at work right. rather than what's going into your mouth. And that's what it is. That's very important. And that happens on an on once in a while basis, it's okay, but it doesn't, right? Your job, you're sitting, especially with COVID now, it's all mm-hmm. desk. Uh, people are sitting at their desks on their computer, right. snacking, snacking. And, you know, you've got to make sure that you do a few things like pre-portioning out your servings. That's important. And, uh, you know, you there are there are strategies you can do to help you overcome mindless eating. Do you want to go into a few of those? Yeah, I'd love to. So one of them would be like, try to replace your, you know, your dinner plate with a smaller plate. 
just a two inch difference also makes a big difference because you eat a fewer number of calories. And remember, Ziploc bags, try to put all your snacks, your bigger packages into smaller Ziploc bags. See everything on your plate before you eat it because that causes causes you to eat less. Mm -hmm. All right. And try to use smaller utensils, slender glasses, uh, because all visual illusions, they work. They actually work. So and also, of course, you know, when you're eating at home, you're in your at your desk, make sure (laughs) you have the serving dishes placed at least far, far away. So you don't have to, you know, it's inconvenient to walk back for a second helping. Yeah. Don't eat at your desk. How about that? Exactly. Don't eat at your desk. You don't Simple. want a sticky computer anyway. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard I've heard eating with someone as you well as sunlight yeah. or really good lighting helps. Yes, exactly. But when you eat with your friends, you tend to eat more because you know you're if you're socializing, right? Mm. So even if you're not hungry, that extra bite goes in your mouth because you you're talking and you're trying to keep up with the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So that kind of goes back to what you were talking about with your your family and how everything, you know, at, at the social time right. involves a meal, right? Exactly. So, you know, for example, we don't go out as much right now, but when we went out to the movies, even if you're not hungry, just because everybody else gets the popcorn, you do also. <laughs> mm. Definitely. Yeah. Um so I want to talk about your recent book, Regain Be Gone. Yes. And you dive into the issues many face after bariatric surgery. So Correct. first, you know, just to kind of set the foundation for our listeners, uh, let's discuss why one might elect for bariatric surgery. Um, you know, you said oh, that not? they try yeah. to do any other intervention first, but then what's <clears throat> what what was one facing when they're making this difficult choice? Because these are clients who have tried everything for years and years and years. They are frustrated because they lose the weight, then they gain it back. And it's been a constant struggle, the yo-yo dieting. Mm. And then they realized that they've started getting on medications. All of a sudden, they were sitting on the fence with diabetes, but now they either have to start taking insulin or something else for their diabetes. Mm. Their blood pressure has started going up and they start suffering from sleep apnea, where they need like a machine, the CPAP to sleep yeah. at night. Yeah. And all these things together, it's only going to make it worse. Women have it a little harder than men because, you know, men lose weight faster. I than know. Women. <laughs> I know. I that. <laughs> so all these things put together, they're not able to walk, you know, the joint pain or, or their primary care doctor tells them that, You've got to go for this. You know, you've got to go for the weight loss surgery. That's when they show up and that's Mm. when they decide that, okay, this is it. I want to do it. But, you know, some people think that it's a shortcut to getting healthy, but they, it's not actually the easy way out. It's not a cop out because you still have to work hard, even as a weight loss surgery patient, you still have to go Mm. through a lot of testing and there are various ways you have to eat the potion sizes, it has to be high protein, low carb, and Mm -hmm. all these things. So, but you do see that even if they lose a tremendous amount of weight, years after surgery, if they don't follow the protocols, they're going to regain that weight back. That's why I wrote this book. Yeah. And that seems really scary that you get to a point where 
um, you're really needing medical in- intervention. Like you're, there are other dangers than this because surgery is nothing to sniff at. That's surgery no. is a very real risk. But it's invasive. The risk, it's invasive. Also, yes. Yeah. But the risks of not doing it are so much higher. Oh than my god! They, with you the know, medication are, and exactly, yeah. people yeah. are ready. To and drop so, dead. so frustrating that then if you go through all of that and then you start back on the yo-yo, I mean, I can imagine how depressing and upsetting that would be. That's why it's very important. There is a psychologist who evaluates them. The dietitian evaluates them because they, you know, we teach, we do surgery on the stomach part of it, but not up here in the brain, right? So they mm-hmm. have to learn how to eat right even after the surgery, and that's that's a chore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. and see, that's that's the question I'm asking is like, why, why? have the surgery if you're still going to have to have this mental adjustment afterwards why not do that before surgery why not kind of be perfect they you know, try pre- they go pre- through a six month they know they go through a six month weight management period before surgery and they lose mm-hmm. all the hundred pounds they they get off the insulin they're they get mm-hmm. off their cpap they're so happy there's a cheerleading squad but after two years that cheerleading squad disappears there's nobody telling you oh my god you look amazing. You've done such a great job. And then they start feeling that oh, like they, they, they need that constant uh, reminder. And that's not there. Some of them go back to their old habits, you know, and sometimes there's mm-hmm. a transfer of addiction because food is an addiction. And once you get rid of that, they go over to alcoholism or something else. So there's a transfer of addictions you have to be worried about after surgery. Mm. But in the beginning, though, they do get off their medications and they lose a hundred pounds. They feel their, their confidence is goes up through the roof. They Yay. are so happy with themselves. They look amazing. They feel amazing. In fact, they look so good. Sometimes the spouse, you know, they have, we have divorce. We have a lot of divorces where the, uh, the other partner gets a real, gets mm-hmm. really uh, jealous of the attention. You know, the other wow. uh, the spouse gets. Wow. So what does one need to know, you know, if they say they do 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 the surgery, like what action do they need to take to manage their diet, to manage their lifestyle so that they stay healthy? Uh, they, that's why it has to be, it has to be a lifestyle change. They shouldn't look at it as a diet or deprivation because mm-hmm. technically they can eat whatever they want. They just watch the potion sizes and turn Turn your life into a healthier lifestyle. Make exercise a part of your life, all right? Not only to lose 10 pounds. It should be a part of your life. Make sure that you stay away from the carbs. Don't overdo it with the carbs. You can still have every, you know, a little bit at a time. And mm-hmm. make sure you follow. Go back fall for follow-ups with your surgeon and get to the support groups. I run the support groups also online right now with the COVID. And we usually do it once a month, but now I've been doing it every week. So every week, all of us get together and they know that they're not alone. There's everybody else struggling with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I teach them what to do. There's a cooking show, you know, everything like that. So all of us are on track. And research has shown that if you go to support groups on a regular basis and not hide from it, you tend to be more successful for a longer period of time. Who you hang out with is okay. is who motivates Correct. you and who you em- emulate. So if you're surrounded by people Correct. who are all striving, so you did you did just mention carbs, and I'd love to talk about carbs. So 
for me personally, I actually um, am insulin resistant due to a genetic disorder and have recently realized just the importance of that. I didn't know, no one ever told me, just like we talked about the misinformation, like no one ever really explained like, hey, Veronica, because of this, you have insulin resistance. And so you're going to have to eat differently. And so I, I didn't know the symptoms I was having was because of that. So I've recently opted for keto in order to manage it. Um, right. Why might one want to shift their carb intake? And what are some tips you can give to those who are struggling with this in the popular American carb-heavy diet world that we live in? Because with the carbs, you want to make sure that, you know, carbs, they always get a bad rap, after, you know, generally. But despite that, Remember, there's still a good source of energy, but it has to be the right carbs, like complex carbohydrates. What are some complex carbohydrates like oatmeal, quinoa? All of them, they keep your blood sugar levels stable, right? And mm -hmm. that's what is important because if your blood sugar levels are stable, there is no carb craving. Mm -hmm. And that is very important. So mm -hmm. you want to know what's in your carb wallet. You want to make sure that you exactly know how you feel because you don't want to keep craving carbs all the time. You want to eat the right quantity of carbs. You want to eat the right quality. And generally, when you eat a carb-rich diet, as soon as you eat something high in carbs, the science behind it is the sugar, the blood glucose is, glucose is created in your blood. So when right. that happens, insulin is released, right? Right. So you don't want that insulin to release, but if it's re it has to be released to lower the blood sugar. And when that happens, it creates new fat cells. Insulin creates new fat cells, and you don't want that. That's how you gain the weight, and you get hyperinsulinemia to make sure you know that your blood sugar is under control. So you want to make sure the insulin does not keep pumping out of the pancreas. So that's why you've got to be careful with the carbs you eat because there are salty carbs, there are sweet carbs. So you know, mm -hmm. it depends. Some people have like a salt uh, craving. Some have like a sweet craving. And, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that, you know, you, you watch what you eat. Make sure there's always protein and veggies with your carbs. That is mm -hmm. very important. It's very difficult to kick the sugar habit with someone, you know, is on it. That's very, very difficult. But there are some carbohydrate swapping you can do, you know. I'm sure, uh, like, you know, like instead of, rather than pizza and noodles, you could go for zucchini noodles and spaghetti squash. Yeah. Uh, you know, potato chips, you could do Parmesan crisps and uh, mashed potatoes. You could do mashed cauliflower. There's so much out there you can do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it, there's no limit to it. I recently course, had palm heart spaghetti. So oh, my like, God. I heard about it. It was I actually it. Good. So good. Yeah. I actually I really it. liked it. <laughs> it's really good. It's you building a taste for it. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. No, I feel like that yeah. was, I didn't need the taste for it though. It was just automatically good. We used pesto on it and it was just, it was Lovely. good. It was just everything. That sounds really good. Yeah. Actually, I'm a fan of cauliflower anything. <laughs> really? I'm just amazed. Well, it's amazing. for your hormones too. It cleanses your body of excess hormones. I pity whoever doesn't like cauliflower is in trouble in today's <laughs> day and age. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually covered a lot of ground in a very, very short time. So I want to take a little bit of time to, to recap a bit before we go into the conclusion of this uh, interview, because it, it, we've just it's been all over the board and, and, and there's just so much good information here. So what would you say are, are three or five steps that someone who, again, if they're a workaholic, they're a newpreneur, a newpreneur, 
<laughs> and I like or, that from Nora, yeah. Or, you know, uh, just someone that just is so focused in their work that they might not even be aware that their their world is falling apart around them because they're just like, they, they get power from doing their work, but at the same time, they're losing out on everything else. The first thing would be self-care. You've got to chalk out a little bit of your time for self-care because if you're not in the best of health, your business is not going to get where you want to be. So you want to be make sure that you do the right thing and take care of yourself first. You've got to exercise on a regular basis, mindless eating. You've got to be careful about what you put into your mouth, all right? You've got to, you've got to think about what is it, a protein or a carb and what type of carb mm-hmm. it is. That's very important. You've got to make sure you do that. And you've got to have confidence in yourself because usually people uh, are very hard on themselves. They need to know that they are capable. Uh, they, should, they, are, they will be motivated better if they know that they are capable of doing a great job. And if they need a, a, a mental health therapist, they need to make time for that also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, self-care definitely means the hard stuff too, like going to the doctor, going to the dentist. <laughs> And now everything is online by telehealth. It makes it easier, you know? Yeah, no excuses. You hear that, people? Yeah, (laughs) no excuses. Like, you know, oh, I don't have time. I don't get a ride, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Awesome, awesome. So now that we're in a a stressful environment with COVID-19 and, and, you know, everybody's adjusted more or less, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be a permanent adjustment. But what are some of the, the the things that you're focused on for the the rest of this year and beyond? The rest of this year, I would love to write another book on uh, childhood obesity, on uh, teenage. Sorry, I think teenage obesity because teenagers and obesity is a big issue, and uh, mm. I'm trying to you know get into working with that. And uh, we're also starting uh, things for our clients. It's called uh, on, on how not to re- how to reduce anxiety before they go in for surgery and even after that using uh, virtual imagery and aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. So you know things like that to reduce anxiety, even for newpreneurs. You know mm-hmm. all that really helps. Yeah. So I'm looking into uh, getting more into that, and of course seeing uh, people and helping them lose weight. That's my passion. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That 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 early life book that sounds great because i i mean i was i was kind of a a beta like in that like i was the only big kid in my school and it was just because i now that i look back i was very very active and like so many different things except for actually taking care of myself and it's just like man you know again take the information that I'm learning now, finally. We owe it to ourselves, you know? This is this is important. We have one life to live. There are no dress rehearsals. So, you know, we have to do the right thing. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so we are going to head into rapid-fire questions, Samira. Uh, as we mentioned, the rapid-fire questions, we're going to say quickly, but you don't have to answer quickly. JC, what's <laughs> okay. the first question you want to ask? Well... Uh, you know, this is one of my favorite ones. I, I always like to hear who has influenced people in the past, but at this point, I'm, I, I think that we really need to look in, into some of the books and the authors since you've been a writer yourself, Samira. So what are your three top favorite books you gift or tell others about? 
Uh, it's usually about obesity, right? So the first one I would like, I really like is the obesity code. It's the wellness code about obesity. That's a great book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And the second one is wholesome 30 because people are constantly looking for menus and, and, uh, what to eat. So the wholesome 30 is a 30 day uh, book, 30 day uh, mm. menu plan. And of course okay. the third book is mine, which is <laughs> regain be gone. <laughs> Uh, it's it. a walking it's a walking resource for anybody even if you didn't have bariatric surgery it gives you strategies on reclaiming the body you earned mm-hmm. by losing weight before definitely what's at least one documentary that you'd recommend people check out what the health it's That's a documentary a... on uh, netflix <laughs> <laughs> it's called what the hell okay yeah what the health it's a it's a oh. netflix uh, yeah, health. <laughs> so it's a link. It, it's the link between diet and disease on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing documentary. Awesome. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good documentaries that are on Netflix that you wouldn't know are there because you don't know they exist and you can't like actually. They took away you know, type in something. They took away the documentaries category. Even you can't browse by category anymore. Why is that? I don't know. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's actually funny you bring that up. Uh, there's an app called uh, Curiosity Stream. If you guys haven't, oh heard really? Of it. I'm gonna all, I'm gonna look into it. Yeah. All all it is is documentaries that are maybe a few years old, but still, I mean, they're pretty Ooh. impactful, right? So cool. check it out. Uh, what is something you believed as an 18 year old that you'd now tell yourself is completely inaccurate, and why? I thought if you work hard, you you reach where you want to be, but it's not easy in today's day and age. You've got to get a lot of you need to you need support, a lot of support. You cannot do anything on your own. I thought if you were good, you could do everything on your own, but I believe now with age and uh, everything that I've gone through, I need support, and mm-hmm. I cannot do everything mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and, it, and it, it it's interesting is that what I've learned is that society teaches you to do everything on your own for the most part, especially through school, right? They, they reward you for doing everything. But when you actually get into the real world, right. it's it's the wealthier and the better off people that know how to network and know how right. to duplicate and, and the all these other things. Exactly. That those are the folks that actually are successful. And it's right. just, yeah, no, That's you're, why you're it's on tough, it. You know, Love like it. the networking, not everybody can network like everybody, do, you know, like the richer uh, people do, because, you know, we, mm-hmm. a lot, it's a struggle. If you want to, if you want to uh, prove yourself, it is a struggle and uh, it takes a lot of, you know, you need support in this world. You need to know a lot of people. Yeah, mm. you do. Even if you you're really excellent do. at what you do, just to get yourself out there is not easy. Mm-hmm. What? So, I mean, you've already shared so many, but share three truths you've learned over time that you'd want others to know. Uh, if you exercise the minimum of 30 minutes a day is all you need to do, you're gar- you definitely tend to start losing weight. If not... On the scale, you definitely start losing inches. That I learned with time, and I see it in my clients. Mm. And is that vigorous? Is that no, no? It, some people, each person is different. Like I said, men lose faster than women because of the metabolism, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I see that happening, and uh, 
you need, I, I learned that you've got to eat right to take care of yourself uh, for younger looking skin, younger looking, to feel younger. If your spinal cord is flexible over the years, your, your aging, aging is, uh, slows down, especially with yoga and all that stuff. The spinal cord is everything. That's that, interesting. Huh. It's if you are flexible with it by doing what you're doing, the stretching and yoga, your aging start, stops, not completely, but slows down, which I think is amazing. I'm like fascinated by that theory. Yeah, that's good to know, especially because I'm literally genetically predisposed to being tight. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the stretching. I'm so old already. <laughs> oh, no, Just don't kidding. say that. Just it's kidding. Like, yeah. I do yoga. But I, yeah, but go. yoga for me is maintenance rather than adding flexibility just because my body tends to be so tight. Anyway, now that our listeners know that, JC, would you like to ask the last question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, final question, what's, what's it mean to live in a life of abundance? Uh, being thankful, a life of abundance. It's uh, you want to be thankful for everything you have and make use of of the abundance that you have in front of you and put it to the right use as uh, an entrepreneur, you know, make you make sure you help others because when you have life in abundance, you want to give to others because the more you give, the more you get back. Mm -hmm. Mm. So true. Oh, love that. Well, Samira, this has been a a quick interview. Uh, You can be found again at lowkcalgal.com. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, I really enjoyed myself. Thank you, guys. So there you guys have it. Those are some really great tips and tactics from Samira. And personally, I've been on and off of a paleo diet for myself for the last couple of years. And while I will say, you know, it's hard to not grab everything that's in front of you, especially when you're just taking breaks from the stuff that you're doing. But if you do actually follow your advice, you're going to feel much better as you're working on your craft. Uh, that said, if you're unfamiliar, I highly suggest you learn what the paleo diet and the keto diet is all about. Um, again, I'm more of the paleo diet kind of myself. And uh, in fact, in today's show note extras, we have a variety of videos actually regarding today's chat uh, that backs up even more so um, of what we were talking about. So in the first videos, we have a couple of testimonials for Samira. Uh, and then we have an interview with Denise Walsh, where they discuss more about keeping weight off. And then finally, uh, just so we can get more into the whole paleo diet thing, I have a video from Dr. Oz where he's basically giving seven misconceptions about the diet. And this one I add is because it's pretty straightforward for me and, and easier. I think, again, the, the paleo diet is much easier to understand than a lot of the, the different diets that are out there these days. So again, you can check those out and the other show notes at newinceptions.com slash 188. So that's a wrap for session 188. Remember, if you're looking for a way to change up your career and start a business you get fulfillment from, consider taking inventory of your passions, purpose, and process with my resource, Uncover Your Personal Mission. That will help you unlock your personal mission and strategically start doing more meaningful work. Again, you can find that at newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. So with that said, thanks for spending some time with Samira, Veronica, and myself. Until next session, dig in and have fun. Take care of whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time.
Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter at newinceptions, Instagram at new.inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.